But even if you look at it as only a week, and please do not underestimate that um, it might have quite an impact on your being, which you might not be aware yet. So there might be quite a lot of openness, tenderness, gentleness, rawness, as some people say. There's a sense of rawness. And to really, really, really take care of this. You know, not to make it something very precious, you know, which we have to continue being so, because we can't. The conditions will change. Conditions will change. But to also really, really keep in mind that you did quite some work on yourself, on your heart. You know, sometimes, you know, I don't know in which context, but sometimes it feels like open heart surgery. You know, you can see it like this. So you had some open heart surgery and really treating like yourself like this so taking it slowly you know really pacing yourself listening so easily so easily it happens you know we are really here we enter into speaking we leave we leave an environment like this, and we lose ourselves we're out there you know completely you know lost contact, and I'm speaking from experience. You know, it can be actually quite painful if you see it, but really try and okay, reconnect with yourself, reconnect with yourself. And it's not that you have to sit in formal meditation, you know, like on the train home, but really like just taking a breath, you know, just like, you know, connecting with a sense of the body, you know, like really maybe connecting with a sense of, kindness, gentleness, friendliness, taking it slowly. And, I mean, now I find it amazing. It changed so much. Even in the last 15 years, we come home, and there is, like, the Internet with, you know, inbox with, what, about, you know, 80 emails and answer phone and mobile phones. You don't have to do it all now. It might feel like this. The mind want to try to convince you. I just, 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 just... But say, no, stop. You know, this can wait. Like really pacing yourself, taking your time with it. And you might feel very tender and open. And really seeing where you have expectations and just being aware of them. You know how, you know, we want to come home and share this with our dear ones, with our close ones, and they might not be able to hear it, you know. And very often they'll be closed down or we deny our experience and just being aware they had a different weekend than you. That's all, different conditions. doesn't say anything about your experience and also it doesn't say anything about them. You know, they don't understand and da-da-da. You know, it's just like they had a different, they had different conditions. So it might be a little bit, might be, might be completely fine, beautiful, harmonious. But there might be a sense of, you know, two ships passing in the night. And not to make any assumptions then around it. Or different conditions. That's fine. A lot of people asked at the end of this, like, I really would love to continue. And how can I do it? You know, one very simple answer, just to continue. (laughs) 
And I think what I find quite helpful, like this continuing practice, and Jana will speak more about it, how to nourish this. And how, you will, will you? You will, I just decided. <laughs> um, you know, not to make too, you know, n- not to see, like, actually, if you have a realistic, realistic picture of what you can do. And I think it's really, really important and beautiful to see, actually, maybe this wish, God, I want to deepen. I really want to explore this. And it's a very important, you know, appreciative or to be appreciated wish in ourselves, but actually also being realistic. And rather than, you know, saying, you know, I will do this now one hour per day, you know, be realistic, be realistic. And just, you know, what I do, I do short-term commitments for the next week, for the next two weeks. You know, otherwise it becomes so quickly another thing we should do and we, 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 we get hard on ourselves we don't do it. It's something, really seeing practice, I think this is really important. Having discipline around it and having a real intention and determination around it, it's very, very important, without doubt. But also never to forget, it's actually something where we express a really deep care for our being and actually deep, deep care for this world and how we live in this world. And actually really connecting with this not another should it would be it wouldn't do it justice it wouldn't do it justice if it just becomes another should and really trying to connect that actually my practicing is a is an expression is an expression of my care how i live my life really seeing it like this so it brings maybe a very different quality rather than Oh, I must meditate now. And it can take different forms. You know, and we gave some tools and really trusting your own inner intuition, you know. You will know if you're avoiding something, you know, like in your in your how you practice or if actually really works for you. And really really, really, you know, trust your responses. You know, it might be sometimes you know, practice might be very, very formal. Sometimes it might be taking the form of a walk in nature. Sometimes it might take the form of really deeply connecting with someone. Sometimes it might take the form of really deeply connecting with yourself. Sometimes it might take the form with actually really withdrawing and being alone with oneself, you know. Many, many, many forms. And to celebrate them and to really you know, give yourself to this exploration. I think I'm done. I'm really sorry. I'm not, you know, what is happening here a little bit. I just want to clarify. I'm not entirely clear about which segments I'm speaking. So I'm giving the rest now to, to Jana. I'm so sorry for this confusion. Jana. <laughs> have a large pile of notes here, which we haven't had a chance to read. And I don't know if any of them needed a response from us, but if they did, 
Um, one of us would have to be so impolite as to uh, read them while the other was talking. And uh, maybe Kirsten can do that if that's all right with you. And if it's all right that she reads my ones and lets me know if there's something that needs a response, um, I trust her on that. She won't tell anyone else what's in there except me. Um, so, yeah, this is an important part of the retreat. And uh, one of the things we notice is that more things start to be going on, even having someone in the meditation or reading notes while we're listening. It's more than was going on before. Or there's a meeting going on in the lounge of the trust. That's a bit more than was going on. And we're about to be somewhere where there is going to be more going on. So one of the really important ways to sustain ourselves in life is really making ourselves aware that we're choosing All the time we're making choices about what we give our attention to and our energy to. And we can make skillful choices in that. We can't do everything that might be interesting, wonderful or good in this world. But we can choose what we give ourselves to and ensure that we really do take care of what we value the most. And so giving time like this to being on retreat, it's an expression of that. And what's important is to keep finding ways to do that, which can look so many different ways. It can look like doing more retreats, and that's wonderful. It can be so nourishing and supportive to come back into this really kind of held environment, supported environment, and be nourished and supported by one's companions and teachings to to continue and to deepen and practice. It can be so useful at times to, to seek out where there might be others coming together to meditate, to join a sitting group. And there are different sort of groups around the country and there I think you'll have probably had a chance to get hold of the newsletter already at lunchtime in the library. And there's various people and groups meet together in different places, different times, to just share a sense of practice together, sitting quietly and then maybe having a cup of tea and a biscuit, something like that. It's easy to feel isolated in the world, despite the amount of input that's coming in and the way Kirsten mentioned how much you know we have to engage with and yet for all that increase in engagement that doesn't necessarily support us to feel connected and to see what do we really connect with what do we really love there's this old sort of saying that says something like nobody ever lay on their deathbed wishing they'd spent more time in the office you know So sometimes we have to make sacrifices or let go of things that we might find enjoyable, entertainment, entertaining, pleasant, familiar, in order to make space for that which is more important to us or most important to us. You know, we might think I'm too busy to do a lot of meditation or spiritual practice at this time in my life. There's a great teacher in Thailand, Ajahn Chah. He was once asked, how long should I meditate by the student? He said, I'm really busy. I don't have much time. How long should I meditate? He said, well, if you've got time to meditate, sit for, meditate for about half an hour every day should be good. He said, if you've got no time to meditate, meditate for an hour every day. It's like if we value something, put it in the centre of our life, your life, and build your life around it, rather than trying to fit it into your life. Put your life into it. It's surprising how much difference that makes. And, you know, in a way, it might be nice to take the retreat with us and go home. You know, if we could have a sort of a compact version, if everyone sort of could just be packed into one of our cupboards and got out every morning to sit with, it would be quite lovely. 
probably already in the short space of you know what, maybe 40 hours or so, can feel a real sense of companionship and appreciation and connection with people we haven't even spoken with, although we know exactly what colour their slippers are. You know? And that would be lovely, but of course it would be a little complicated for them if they had to stay around our house all week to sit with us on a Saturday morning. Um, so that sense of seeking out for support is so... I can't really overstate the importance of that. Because there's so much input, there's so many messages coming to us from the world that pull us in other ways. There's so much the the message to kind of push against, or to not push against so much, but sort of to 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 be drawn, to be carried by the urge of the mind that says, "Give me, give me, give me," all the time. It says, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like. As if somehow following that would lead us to happiness. What Dharma practice reveals to us is that it's not so much chasing or pursuing experience. It's not so much getting rid of the difficult. But it's really the atmosphere and the environment that we cultivate and that we establish as a way of meeting our life that is most transformative. And so taking our life is an opportunity for that the difficult and the beautiful, equally offer us the chance to turn towards the truth of our experience with kindness, with openness, with interest. And, you know, we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. So, you know, reading books, going onto the internet, looking up, there are all sorts of resources. You can go and download or just listen to teachings from teachers from all around the world, wonderful teachers. And... um on the Gaia House website, you can access the talks that will have been given here and listen to them again if you'd like to. Or you can go and uh, listen to some of the other ones. That, not just the, the talk that Kirsten, lovely talk Kirsten gave last night, but equally the instructions we've given in the mornings. And in fact, probably this one right now, you'll be able to hear me saying to you, go and listen to this on the internet. And it'll start to get like an infinite loop. You round and... But that's not a bad loop to get caught in, given some of the loops one can get caught in. And so... To really have a sense of nourishing ourselves, just as this time has been a time we're inviting ourselves to nourish our hearts, our minds, our bodies with kindness. Seeing that kindness is nourishing is crucial, in fact, for our well-being. It's like sunlight for plants. We can't live without that. And, and, And that nourishment, we can see, and I think it becomes clear that Although we might be nourishing ourselves, we're not doing it just for ourselves. But that in taking care of our own heart and mind and life, that enables us to really take care of others. So that we can have a vision of of serving, of contributing, of offering to the well-being of life, of others, both those we're close to and care for, and equally those who we don't have connection with particularly, but who nonetheless share this, this being alive, this inhabiting our green and fragile planet and the ways we might want to respond to that. It's so important to find ways that kindness is not just an inner practice but an outer one. And they go together. They support each other. So finding ways to to help our friends, our family, our our workmates in small ways, kind words and gestures are incredible in their capacity to transform a day or an experience. 
There was that guy, was it a guy? I'm not sure, who was giving away free hugs. You know, just put on a sign, free hugs, and just stood there like this. Some people laughed, some people snarled, some people got a hug and said, wow, I like it. And we went out and did the same, and then there was this whole craze. I don't know if it's still going, and you know, but it's like, wow, imagine if that took over the world. How lovely. And it was just someone's impulse to share something that they loved, that they appreciated. So finding ways to do that it can be small ways. Just a smile to someone who doesn't look very happy. Maybe just a kind thought extended. Even if there's nothing one can do to help someone whose condition we become aware of that's difficult, we can nonetheless even in our heart just say, may you be well, may you be safe. May you have what you need here. Even if I don't know what it is and I can't even give it to you, if I did. It's allowing our heart to be open and really to resonate, to vibrate with this, this profoundly common, in terms of communal, shared sense of life, in which we all are so tender, so sensitive, so easily impacted and so much longing for happiness. And so much happiness, so much well-being comes out of finding ways to share, to support, to give and to contribute. And not out of a sense of I've got to do that to be good, which hopefully we've been really seeing through that here. (laughs) We've talked about that a lot because that's something very different. It's more like when we allow ourselves to be open to our life and to others' life, it's natural. And when we don't feel that as a natural response, then what that's saying is really just turn that kindness towards ourselves. Just turn that kindness towards ourselves. It's the, to my mind, it's the ultimate expression of the activist slogan. I've sort of been involved with various sort of movements for transformation over many, many years, and even from a child, my as a child, my parents were. And when, when you know, the the slogan that says, "Think globally, act locally." And I have a vision for the transformation of the world. But it starts not just in our community or in our village, but it starts right in here. That's as local as it gets. With this moment, this heart. And from that, the ripples spread out. And so, in terms of what we've been doing here together, it is for us. And it's not just for us. It's for everything. It's for all beings. It's for all of life. And I think having a sense of that when sometimes it's hard and difficult, and it can be when we're practicing meditation at home or when we're dealing with situations in our lives or when we're whatever's going on, it can be challenging. And sometimes it feels, oh, you know, I'd rather just give it all up. You know, even meditation seems like too much work sometimes. But if we're not just doing it for me, but for something that includes me, but is more than me, somehow that seems to provide a lot more sustainable support. And so what loving kindness ultimately speaks to is the it's the expression, it's the manifestation, and in a way, in its depths, it's the revelation of a truth that underpins and interpenetrates through all the experience and the flow of life and beings and all of our stories and our histories and our challenges and our joys, that there's something shared here. There's something that's woven together which we touch into in the heart, which we feel in that sense of kindness, 
a friendliness and warmth, how, how when we're in touch with that, and even if it's just for moments now and then, we feel the separateness dissolve. And the, the, the nature of kindness and love is that it really feels and knows and lives by our, our relatedness, our connectedness, our ultimately non-separateness. That what we are is part of what is inextricably, intrinsically, and unstoppably. And coming to know what this is, to live in the truth and the spirit of this, is to live with kindness, and equally to live with freedom in this world, in the midst of all of its imperfections. That nonetheless, kindness and, and peace can flower in our hearts and really shower their fragrance, their nectar, over this world. And for me, this feels a, a beautiful and a worthy and a noble endeavour and undertaking to, to give one's life to. While including, of course, all the commitments and the obligations and the limitations and the conditions that we, each of us, have to deal with. So that we just do what we can here. We don't expect to get it perfect or do it right every time, but we do what we can. And in that way we're really aligning ourselves to the natural flow of life. That is a movement towards deepening in love and in peace, even if we don't always see that. And yet nonetheless it is that. And that that has more power and more potency than we can conceive or imagine for all the power of reactivity and disconnection and fear which we see admittedly in the world and in our hearts at times the power of kindness and the, the very deep resonance in our heart towards love towards friendliness towards really living at peace and in peace, at peace with ourselves, in peace with each other. This, this is the most powerful force, the most potent energy that there is that we can find. And so really my invitation to you and my encouragement from this weekend and continuing on is to keep finding your way back to this. It doesn't matter that we'll lose touch with it now and then as we do. Just as sometimes we forget about the phrases and start thinking about what's for lunch. Or we might be watching our breath and then we're watching a movie on television in our mind. But we come back. We reconnect. And we can keep on doing that. It's always possible. Just as in spring every year all the plants that seem to have disappeared somehow burst forth again in their greenness, their blossoms and their fruit. So to our hearts. So I'd like to finish with some loving kindness meditation. But just before that, I'm going to check with, just, just to finish with a sharing of loving kindness for all beings, just want to check if there was something that needed a response from what notes we had there that we didn't get to see yet. Maybe one, I mean, there's one where, where the person writes, and just very shortly, I found, I found bathing, wrapping people in loving kindness easier than using words much of the time. Fine. 
absolutely fine. Maybe sorry, <laughs> I will. I will. I will move it back. No, it's very, very short. Why did we not extend loving kindness to those people who are suffering? Obviously, as those um, we meet every day, like like homeless people, <coughs> beggars, and so on. And it's basically, it's not, you know, that it's it's not that we don't care about it or that we don't invite you to care about it, but it's a slightly different thing, actually. Loving kindness or like loving kindness in response to suffering is compassion, yeah. And compassion practices is really where we also use phrase, might use a phrase like, may you be free from suffering, may you be free from pain, and please, in your life, if you feel free, move to do so, do it. You know, absolutely do it. This weekend, without meaning that compassion is not a really, really important, important direction our heart will move to, be focused on loving kindness, which is this quality of gentleness and friendliness. And this again, this doesn't mean... It's a really, really important part, a really, really important role compassion plays. I really love, like the Dalai Lama, you know, he says, my religion is compassion. You know, I think it's a really beautiful, beautiful expression, and I would really, I would love to be able to really say this wholeheartedly, my religion is compassion. So it's not at all that we think it's less important. We just had a different emphasis. Yeah. And I think also just to say on that, there are, and actually we, we, I'm going to and do do some more a broadly inclusive um, meditation for us all together just to finish. But in the scope of a weekend, there are perhaps many people or categories of people that one could imagine one would like to turn one's practice towards. And if we were to try and encompass them all in a weekend, we'd have been talking the whole time and we still wouldn't have got finished. So really, yeah, if you notice there's something that you're moved towards, really listen to yourself, go with that. Just really as Kirsten was saying. And interestingly, having received that note, that is one of the pieces that it was my intention to bring in at this point in the end because compassion is one of the expressions of loving kindness, as Kirsten was saying. So, Shall we? I mean, again, maybe if you just want to, do you need to stretch or move your bodies? It will just be another 10 minutes or so. And so again, as when you've done what you need to, just to support your body to be at ease, settling again into your meditation posture.
body upright and yet relaxed. Heart and mind so far as possible, soft, open and present right here. Breathing, being in touch with the breathing in the heart centre. And just, again, appreciation for oneself. Really not easy what we've undertaken and yet so noble, so beautiful. And just really allowing yourself to just honour that sense of, yeah, well done. Something wholesome. Beautiful, noble. To practice, to cultivate, to deepen in loving kindness. And bringing into the space now all those people who we love and who are close to our hearts, our families, children, our partners, our parents and grandparents, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, (coughs) our dear friends and those we care for, just imagining they may all be here with us right now. And extending a sense of gratitude and appreciation towards them for what we appreciate in them and our just well wishing towards them. May our mother and father be safe and well. May our children and their children be safe and well. May all that we are, all who we are close to and care for, may they too be safe and well. May they all live in peace and in ease. Just having a sense of filling the space here together with friendliness and kindness. To bathe all those people we've brought in who we care for, who we're connected to. (coughs) And equally bathing and touching all of our companions here, allowing ourselves to be touched with warmth and friendliness, equally as we extend it to each other and our dear ones. And opening also our hearts and our minds to those who we don't know or have connection with. The many people and beings who live in this world and beyond, 
who also wish to be safe and well, to be peaceful and at ease, and wishing this for them, extending this loving kindness to include all the beings in this world, all those beings who at this time may be suffering, struggling or challenged with hunger, with fear, with loneliness, with pain and sickness. Just wishing well for all the beings who at this time are struggling, suffering and difficulty. May they all be safe and well. May they have what they need to take care of themselves. May the hungry have food. May the lonely have companionship. May those who feel unwell or ill be healed. May what they long for come to them for their well-being. I read in a book some time ago, a book by Thich Nhat Hanh, a Thai meditation, sorry, a Vietnamese meditation teacher and wonderful poet also, known as Thai. And uh, he was observing that 40,000 children each day die of not having enough clean water and food. And so much suffering there can be in this world. So many little beings that just don't make it. And really just wishing well, extending a sense of kindliness and care to all the beings in this world that are struggling, suffering. And even if we can't resolve their situation, we can open our hearts to it. May all who are suffering be safe and well. May they all have what they need to care for themselves. And including also all those beings who at this time are fortunate and well, safe and happy. Those who are at ease and comfort with enough of what they wish for. May they too be well. May they have the opportunity to enjoy their good fortune. May it continue for them. May they too be at peace. Including all the beings that we know those that we like and we don't like, that we feel connected to and not so. May they all also, may they be safe and well. May they live at ease and at peace. Including all the beings we don't know, we don't have contact with, 
extending a sense of kindness to them too. Allowing the warmth and friendliness of our hearts to radiate out through this land, beginning right here in this room, spreading out through the grounds and this region, this county of Devon and this island nation, the UK, to encircle and enfold this planet we call home, all the beings that live here in the air and in the water and on the earth that walk and fly and crawl and swim and run. Just wishing well for all these beings. All these beings, all the beings that are soon to be born, coming into this world. And those who have just been born, have just arrived here. May they be well and safe. May they be taken care of with kindness. And including also those beings who have died and left. Those who have just died and those perhaps soon to die. Who maybe have not so long left in this life. Wishing well for them too. May they be safe and at peace in their journey. May there be kindness around them in their final time. Extending loving kindness to all beings everywhere. The Buddha once said that just as a mother would protect with her life her own child, her only child. So too, with a boundless heart, could one cherish all beings. So allowing your heart to be boundless, trusting the boundlessness of love, the unboundedness of loving-kindness in our hearts and all around May all beings in this world and beyond through the vast reaches of the cosmos throughout this universe and all universes in time and space and beyond may all beings everywhere be safe and well May they live in peace and with loving kindness all around. And may our lives and our practice be a contribution to peace and to loving kindness in this world, equally as in our hearts. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings be happy and peaceful. 
May all beings be healthy and well. May all beings live with ease and joy. May all beings live in freedom and loving kindness. So, thank you. Thank you for your presence, for your practice, for the goodness of your aspiration and the many wholesome qualities you've brought to this weekend here. The patience, the endurance, the the good humour, the kindness. I'd like to say thank you to Kirsten. Really enjoying these years now we've been teaching together. And... uh, Sometimes on the weekend we don't quite have a space for the opportunity to just stop and say hello to each other and have a chance to hear from each other. And So I'm going to invite you. You don't have to do what I'm going to do, but I'd like to bow to you and say thank you. And if you feel inclined to bow to us or to the Buddha or to each other or whatever you wish. And Kirsten saying thank you as well. Yeah. So... Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, this is one or two of you expressed. This also can be a lovely gesture, just a hand to the heart. So uh, go safely and well in your journeys to homes or wherever is next for you. And equally in the journeys of your life, the journeys of your heart. It would be uh, lovely if we meet again, and if not, um, be well. Be well. <laughs> Blessings. Yeah, be well. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.